shouts to our sponsor, Prize Picks, daily fantasy sports made easy. For a first deposit match up to $100, use code COMBO. That's right, use code COMBO for a first deposit match up to $100. I'll leave a link in the show notes for that. If you'd like to watch this episode in its entirety, Combo's Court episodes are now available on the NBA Report YouTube channel. I'll leave a link in the description for that as well. Let's get into it. Jason McIntyre of FS1 The Herd. Welcome to Combo's Court. How are things? A lot of things going on in the NBA, but how are you? (laughs) Trying to stay up on all of it. Holy cow. Wild times. Wild times for sure. Coach Griffin out. Doc in on the straight fire podcast in the title. Giannis has blood on his hands. Tell me more. <laughs> well, I mean, come on. How, Giannis basically handpicked this guy, right? Mm-hmm. They get rid of Budenholzer without a plan. And it seems like a contingent in Milwaukee was into Nick Nurse. Nick Nurse, great coach, won a title in Toronto. Giannis didn't want him. Those reasons are unclear. Giannis. I mean, you don't want to say hand-picked the head coach, but he essentially said, I like Griff. Met with him, hyped him up. That's my guy. And now, what, less than seven months later, Griffin is toast? (laughs) Does that not seem like this is a Giannis could have saved the guy? If he picked the guy, he could run him out. Um, Obviously, Griffin must have done some self-inflicted wounds himself. Obviously, running off Terry Stotts before the season, who was Dame's guy. Mm -hmm. That did not help his cause, but... This a lot of this has to do with Giannis, and that's not knocking him, right? You watched the Lakers uh, Showtime show on HBO where Magic ran off a coach. Uh, LeBron's done this before. Um, What superstar in NBA history hasn't run off a coach? Yeah, it's crazy. I mean, the whole thing with Doc Rivers gets even crazier because he was consulting him for like a month before he leaves. I don't know, man. Like, And you said Terry Stotts out early. There was a bunch of red flags. Giannis... Um, everybody has to be better, including the guy doing the laundry. Like there was just a lot of red flags all the way through, but at the end of the day, like they did play well, um, good offensive rating when they're top four played good defensive rating when they're, um, top four played, but hopefully he gets another chance, but it definitely like, it was the first thing that went off in my mind. Like this is Giannis and best case scenario is like, Giannis, do you want this guy to stay? Like they went and asked him. I doubt that happened. I'm sure Giannis went to them more than vice versa. The whole Doc Rivers thing. Hey, we're going to bring on Doc as a consultant. Um, and then a month later, Doc just takes his job. It was it, it was almost like the Bucks could see this. It just was not working. You don't want to say players were tuning him out, but Brook Lopez has gotten a little chirpy in the media about the defense. And 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 listen, it's tough when you go into a veteran group that had won a title and you try to change things. This reminds me of when the Warriors ran out Mark Jackson and brought in Steve Kerr. Steve Kerr, like, didn't make a bunch of major changes. They had the injury to David Lee, inserts Draymond in, and kind of the rest is history. You know, you don't try to reinvent the Splash Brothers. Um, It was just a small tweak. Now, I don't know if Griff could have done that. You know, they made the move to bring in Dame Lillard, which, you know, what is that, a month after, two months after he was hired. So everything he had thought up this summer, you know, you get ready for your first day of school, and all of a sudden you get a major curveball. Yeah. With Dame Lillard, a superstar dropped in your lap, and apparently he didn't handle that very well. Yeah, I mean, it was championship or bust no matter what, but that does raise the expectations once you bring Dame. And then also, on the other hand, it takes a little bit away from your defense when you drew Holiday out, Dame in. Yeah, no doubt. I mean, the defense was going to get worse. Grayson Allen, 
who's showing out well in yeah. Phoenix. But yeah. a good numbers looks like a certain uh, role player. I mean, you know, he maybe even starter like caliber level uh, on a franchise contender. They just have no depth, but you had to do that to bring in Dame, which was appeasing Giannis. So now you're appeasing Giannis with the coach, bringing on the superstar, and you got him signed long term. It feels like Doc is a cat with nine lives, right? I mean, he, he's holding on to that 2008 championship, holding on, <laughs> clinging to it like grim death. Uh, I, 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 you know, I, I'm not a huge Doc Rivers guy, players coach, and you know he can appease the stars and get you close, but history says he's he's just not that X's and O's wizard who's gonna come through in the clutch. Uh, matter of fact, you get him uh, up, he goes up three one, and it's almost like oh boy, he's in a bad spot. Um, so I, I don't think of him as a historically great coach. He's obviously won a lot of games. He played in the NBA at the highest level, was a very good player with the Hawks back in the day. It just, you know, the results kind of speak for themselves. Uh, he does have a title. You can't take that away from him, but, um, we'll be very curious to see what happens if the Bucks flame out in the postseason this year. I think the Bucks will do better than maybe some people think, because I just believe in Giannis and Dame more than any duo in the East. But what what is better than people? I think they have like top five title odds, right? Like that is um, true. That's fair. But I think most people would have Boston, and now everybody's on the Heat because of Terry Rozier. Even though I think they should have got James Harden back um, a few weeks back or a few months. Wait, back. so how would you rank the East? I would have um, Bucks in terms of like chances to win a title, not how they're Just currently in order. Be best teams, yeah. I would have Bucks, Boston. And then the Heat probably. No Sixers. Not if they don't make a move. I don't see it. Hmm. I mean, fourth. Like, like you think they could win a championship currently constructed? Like, out of all those teams, I don't think they have – none of those teams have a chance against Denver, in my opinion, but they have the least chance, you know? I mean, I – Like, I have Boston won, but in all honesty, like, NBA playoffs are – a, flu a lot of fluky stuff can happen. You get 100%. one injury to one player. Like, didn't Giannis, what, he missed game one last year? Yeah. In that series, and it was like they never really got their juice back, and then, boom, the Heat are the eighth seed, and next thing you know, they're in the NBA. They were in the play-in, losing to Zach Levine with, like, six minutes left in the fourth quarter. Yeah. Zach Levine it, it, and the Bulls, and then they come back, win, and then, boom, next thing you know, they're in the finals. Like, fluky stuff can happen. Um, I don't, I, you know, it's interesting. never you, made the conference finals. It's but. interesting you mentioned that, because... He almost like broke his knee. It looked like he tore his ACL, and then they ended up winning a championship. Yeah, very <laughs> indeed, very strange. Um, I, I, I don't know. I think you, I think you might be lower on Philly. I, I think a lot. Some people put Philly two behind Boston at this point. Really? Yeah. Really? Okay. Well, speaking of Philly, MB drops seventy. Cat drops sixty-two in the same night. Jason, what does that tell you about the current state of the NBA? Yeah, it's better than it's ever been. Not just simply because those guys can score, but I think 17 guys are averaging over 25 points per game. That's nobody. It's never sniffed double digits. Um, the, the 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 talent is otherworldly. Um, I saw some record, uh, some assist record is happening in the NBA. Assists are at an all time high. Offense is better than it's ever been. I mean, like the Indiana Pacers offense right now would outrate any offense in the Michael Jordan era, any offense in the Celtics or Magic Showtime era. Like, that's how good the offense is. This talent is yeah. just unbelievable. It's now a true global sport where some of the best players in the game, Jokic, Giannis, Luka, they're like elite players. That's never been the case before in the, in the history of the sport. It's just the pool of talent is way better. Um, 
you know, you got a couple bad teams at the very bottom with the Pistons and, and the Spurs and um, Charlotte's not very good. But overall, I don't think the league's ever been this strong. Yeah, I mean, it makes for a better pod if I disagree with you, but I don't. I just think the offensive skill set of individual players are better than ever before. I think from a team offense perspective, we know more now than ever. Um, but to those that push back and say, like, there's too many high-scoring games, there's too many crazy games, there's less value in scoring because everybody is doing it, do you think that's an issue? No, I think just the evolution of the game um... – has kind of nothing to do with <coughs> all these people who are like, I can't stand the NBA. I don't think you can stand the NBA because there's so many options out there. When you mm. loved the NBA in the eighties and nineties, <coughs> you were only watching a couple games a week. Now you turn on, there's NBA every night for like six months, you know? Yeah. There's no urgency. You just turn on any night and it's it kind of devalues the product a little bit. And frankly, there were no incredible iPhones in the eighties and nineties, <laughs> you know? Yeah. I mean, you've got basically the smartest engineers on planet Earth working 100%. to make your phone the best, uh, best thing on the planet. And and I'll, in all honesty, now it's like, oh, I, I don't worry if I left my wallet home. It's like, do I have my phone? You know, uh, the phone is just incredible. And like, yeah, if you've got, if you can reach any friend you've ever talked to, you can go on social media, see what's going on. Go on, you you could do so much things on your phone. Then yeah, it's better than any basketball game when there are seven nights of basketball games a week. You know, for six months, NFL's a little different. There's only one game. Of, well, I mean, now Thursday, Thursday, Sunday, Monday, but it's one game as opposed to 82. You know, 17 games. There's urgency. You know, NBA. You could you could you could pick a team in the bottom, like Lakers right now. I think they started 19 and 21 last year. Made the conference finals. Grizzlies were on top for, I don't know, three fourths of the season, and they get bounced in the first round by the Lakers. It's just such a long season that there isn't a ton of urgency. I don't know. I think the product is excellent. I love the NBA. I, I don't understand the haters, but the haters probably aren't <laughs> listening to this podcast, right? Probably. They're, they're always out there. But do you feel like something needs to be done because it's going to be difficult, especially for younger viewers? They probably can't sit down and watch a three-hour game, can they, with how fragmented their attention span is? I, do you have kids? Yes. Yeah. They could, do they watch three hours of anything? Like, watching a movie is tough. <laughs> Honestly, watching a movie with the kids is tough because there's just they're just so used to the hyperactivity of you look at the YouTube and the video games. There's just so much happening. The inactivity with sports is crazy. And I'm not just talking about like my kids, but all kids. It's tough to watch a full NBA game, full NFL game. Go look at the Super Bowl. You go to a Super Bowl party and probably midway through the first quarter, the kids are like going and playing tag, you know, or, or playing yeah. knockout on the basketball court. It's just that's that's kind of how we are. The, the younger generation has so much more. What do I need to sit around three hours? I um I tried to watch that movie Killers of the Flower Moon. Have you seen it? No, how is it? It's on Apple, Leo DiCaprio. It's excellent. Oh. And you know, I told my kid, like, oh, check it out. And you know, they'll want to sit down. And after like 15 minutes, they're like, where's you know, where there's no action here. You know? Yeah. It, it's it's a tough sell. Only certain people could have like three hour movies like De Niro, Pacino yes. these days, you know, you're not gonna watch any old movie for three hours. Yeah, well, De Niro is in the movie with the Capitol. Okay, That's another reason see, that makes great. sense, yeah, yeah. see? Yeah. See, I'm a prophet, Jason. I, I just see these things that I don't even know. But anyway, yeah. okay. Katie thinks he should be in the GOAT convo. What say you? Define GOAT convo. Well, I would say the GOAT convo now is Kareem, LeBron, Michael Jordan. Okay, yeah, I don't think he's in that group then. 
I would say he's in like the the next batch. He he's he's in the discussion for top ten all time. Do you but believe? I, go ahead. I, I I don't I don't think I don't think he has a case for goat. Do you? If you just watch him play basketball, your eyes could tell you that he's definitely one of the greatest players to ever play the game. The accolades don't match up to some of the best players to ever play in the NBA. Yeah, and that's kind of the problem. Um, winning is fairly paramount to being one of the greatest of all time. Like LeBron has, what? how many times did he carry teams to finals? It was like four in Miami. It was four in Cleveland. It was eight, I think, right? He went eight straight years to the finals. Mm -hmm. Okay. Kevin Durant hasn't been to eight finals in his career. LeBron went there eight straight years. Like I, 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 I mean, even if you want to say if you want to play the rings debate, getting to the finals is extremely difficult. You know how? Just ask Kevin Durant. <laughs> you know, made it once with OKC, then they they traded Harden, never got back until he went to the Warriors, and they were the greatest team ever. Then he got hurt, made what I thought was a horrendous decision to leave, but I I can understand why. I just think it was a bad decision. Hasn't been back. Now, does he get back this year in Phoenix? I don't know, but. I don't know, man. I, I, I honestly think Steph Curry probably has a better argument for the for the GOAT conversation than Kevin Durant. Speaking of that GOAT conversation, I'm of the belief that Jokic, out of everybody playing in the NBA, has a chance to make it there to that conversation. Um, and that's kind of why one of the reasons I have him above Embiid, not only that, like his ability to just make everybody around him better. Like I said this before, he won a championship. Do you think there's a world that, you know, Jokic could get to top five? And how do you feel about when you're mm. comparing him and Embiid? Well, I don't think there's any comparison there. Um, you know, Embiid hasn't even been in the conference finals yet. Come on. Um, you know, but to be fair, like, I was even saying this just by the way they play basketball before Jokic even won a title. Like, I just, I just think, like, he has that effect that, you know, it just makes everybody around him better. You know, like, yeah. and that's, that's the difference maker right there. Yeah, no, no. He definitely makes everyone around him better. I don't know that Embiid does. That, that's what I'm not at. The, definitely not at the same level. Not even close no. for sure. But like, if you, it's a little crazy. If you look at Jokic's numbers, insane. Some of them, the advanced and you compare stats. it, yeah, compare it to some of those '90s centers. Like I, I like David Robinson as much as the next guy. He doesn't call to hold a candle to Jokic. Hundred percent, hundred percent. It's essentially, you know, Olajuwon. Shaq. I mean, I like Patrick Ewing. He was one of my favorite players growing up. Like Jokic's numbers blow him away. It's not, I mean, it's a, and Ewing was really, really excellent. He came to the Knicks from Georgetown and they were instantly really good. Carried a franchise for a long yeah. time. Yeah. Yeah. But he, he didn't get over the hump. Now, you know, you could say the same about Jokic. Oh, well, he's got Jamal Murray and Aaron Gordon. Well, who the hell were they? I, I'm a huge Jamal Murray fan. He's never been an all-star. Aaron Gordon was considered kind of sort of a bust. <laughs> In to, Orlando? To be fair, though, Murray, like, he elevates his game when it matters most oh, to yeah, all-star level. I think I think Murray's incredible. Yeah, I think yeah, he's yeah. one of the, like, I would take him over a lot of guys out there. But, you know, facts remains, he's, he's never been an all-star. And, but, you know, the year he was hurt, uh, they, they've struggled in the postseason. He comes back and they win the title. So, yeah, I think Murray's instrumental. Gordon, like, he's got a good team. Who did Patrick Ewing play with? Like, John Starks? Anthony Mason, Charles Oakley, like you know what? Three I, of those guys made the All Star game one year. Oh wait, was it four? No, was it John four? Starks made the NBA All Star game. Yeah, look at look that up. He did. 
I'm pretty wow. sure. I, I don't even remember that. Now, that, I guess that speaks to what the talent level was in the 90s. John Starks, he did make the All-Star game in 1994. And, and wow, I think call. either Mace or Oakley was in there, too, with them, or both of them, something like that. Um. Oh, man, the 94. So there was no Jordan that year. The okay. starters. Oh, my gosh. Is this real? B.J. Armstrong? Kenny BJ Anderson, Scotty Pippen, Derek BJ's Coleman, a good podcaster, Shaq. too. Yeah, yeah he, he he's fun to chop it up with uh, on the uh, Jordan topic. Yeah, Jordan definitely. LeBron. Mookie yeah. Blaylock, Horace Grant. Oh, you're right. Oakley, Starks. Jeez, that is. Oh, my goodness. That's, I'm sorry. But, like, you're tra- you look, you stack that team up. Kenny Anderson, who I love. Maybe you're underrating these guys a little bit on the Knicks. They were pretty good. Well, they were, but. Like a, a John Hart Starks at one time also like honestly John Starks or, or Jamal Murray. That's tough. You have I mean, to Jamal, think about that. I'm no, 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 no. Jamal Murray is way more talented and skillful, but John Starks brought this man. He 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 brought this, but no, Jamal Murray's better. Oh come on, man. I know that. Jamal Murray. Um, I mean Jamal Murray. I think was like a McDonald's All American, Kentucky, yeah, you know, uh, talent wise, superstar. Starks was like on stocking grocery shelves after college. And then he played on the played in the CBA. Yeah, he CBA. A, yeah, I mean, like they, they had overachieved. Players. You got to give him credit. You overachieved. But we're talking about like the the current league. I mean, you look at the guys who are going to be all stars now. It's like Shea Gilgis Alexander is. I mean, he's, he's probably better than the 1994 East All Stars. Like just about anybody on that team outside tough. of Shaq. But he's MVP level now, almost. Almost. He is. Yeah. 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 All right. Lakers. Now, is there a move to be made to save their season to give them a chance to get over the hump and beat the Denver Nuggets potentially uh, or just win a championship? Uh, so I'm of the belief that it's an offensive league and just stop going after defensive guys. There's no no lockdown guy you're going to find who's going to slow it's down fair. Jokic. It doesn't exist. There's no lockdown guy who's going to stop Kawhi Leonard. Like, it's just not happening. So... I would go the opposite way and go offense. Like the Lakers won a title with Vogel a few years ago with defense. Got it. Okay. Uh, the league is way better. The West is beyond stacked right now. I mean, Anthony Edwards, like who's stopping him? You, can, you can't stop him. He's going to get 30. Yep. So I think you've got to go and get a guy like Zach Levine. I know Lakers fans don't love that. Who as a, a one in Chicago and Minnesota, he wasn't a one. He goes to the Lakers. He's a, three or four behind LeBron AD and Reeves. And now it's like, you're not asking Zach Levine to carry a team or lock down anybody. We got Cam Reddish to play defense. We got Austin Reeves. Hey, Zach, go out and give me five spot up threes. You know, not quite play the role of Kevin Bosch or, 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 or uh, sorry, Chris Bosch or Kevin Love and stay in the corner and hit threes. But when LeBron goes to the bench, we're going to need you to step it up. But otherwise we you could catch and shoot and his catch and shoot numbers have been ridiculous. Now, can he stay healthy? The contract is massive. Would the Bulls do Rui, Russell, and two picks? I, is that too much? That that hamstrings you after that? So I, my gut is they don't do anything. Um, Darvin Hams is done at the end of the season, and the Lakers try to reboot next year for one more shot. Yeah, I think I'm with you with the Zach Levine thing because a lot of people are speaking to – the point that they should add DeJounte Murray. And I think DeJounte Murray could help a lot of teams. Like he could have helped the heat before the Terry Rozier thing. He definitely could have helped the Clippers before James Harden went there. Like a team that needs a point guard type player. You don't need that as much when you have LeBron 
playing all the yeah. minutes that he'll play in the playoffs. So I think I do like the idea of Zach instead of DeJounte. But, like, I don't know who else is out there. There's Jeremy Grant. There's Laurie Marketing. But I don't know if they have enough to get those type of guys. Yeah, Grant, Grant is okay. Um, I don't know. I, I, he's never been on, like, a winning team, has he? Denver Nuggets. Yeah, but they weren't winning at the time, were they? Yeah, they did well in the bubble. Oh, I thought that was the Jamal Murray Nuggets. <laughs> well, they were the bubble. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> they he was were. going he for was, like 40 he was, and 50 a night. He was ridiculous. Killing Donovan Mitchell. He was ridiculous. Let's end with that, Donovan Mitchell. I like He's, him. I don't know what to make of this Cleveland situation. Well, they're winning. They're doing um, better now. They are. Is it smoke and mirrors? Is it small sample size of, you know, 10 games? Um, is he going to stay? You don't want to lose him for nothing. Um, I don't know that I'd part with Austin Reeves for Donovan Mitchell. I don't. Really? I mean, listen, I, I love Mitchell. He, he gone head-to-head in the playoffs twice with Jalen Brunson and lost both. It, in the East and in the West. I like Mitchell a lot. I, I He's really good. Yeah, I don't think that's Mitchell. I just think that they could, like, they didn't have the the wing defense to stay with a Brunson and a Randall. Like, they just, the physicality, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I like him. I I, I just don't know what the Cavs ceiling is. Like, you said earlier, you had your team clear-cut top four in the East, and it's like, you you didn't have the the Cavs in there. No, no, no. So, like, what are we doing with Donovan Mitchell? Why don't you sell high? Yeah, I agree. All right, Jason, let's end with this. One piece of advice you would give your 18-year-old self knowing what you know now. Oh, my goodness. Holy cow. Um, that is a really good question. I, I mean, I was a major knucklehead at 18. Um, I would say take chances and swing big. That's where the biggest upside is. Um, it's easy to get a good job and, and be content and happy, but that's, you know, you, then you get on like the, the hamster wheel and you're just doing the same thing over and over. You got to swing big. Uh, that's the only reason you're talking to me now. Well, you know, I got lucky with one or two big projects and I ended up where I am, but, um, yeah, I would say, I would say take chances, swing big. Now, the other one would be, be careful with social media, which is like a loaded handgun. And, um, 18 uh, year old Jason would have definitely cooked his career once or twice with stupid comments on social media. That's for sure. Um, but yeah, th- those would be my two big things. Sounds great. Awesome answer. Jason, great talking basketball with you. You're always welcome back on the show and talk soon. All right, man. Thanks a lot. Anytime.